Episode 2. AK's Wish Podcast. Episode 2. Andrew was smiling. Episode 2. That's stupid. <laughs> we gotta have something for the first part. That's how it works. Yeah, we're gonna have to make something. I see. I like it better when it's off the cuff. You know, off the cuff. Okay. It's like it's like a like you mentioned it last week, like a sway in the morning freestyle. Except it's not really a freestyle. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. That's not no, a, we, that's we, not we, the answer there. We don't, we don't have to do that. We've dropped his name quite a bit at this point. We're probably gonna oil him uh, a little. Cut back. Uh, maybe we should just get to the podcast. Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. This is the AK Swish Podcast. And welcome to the second edition of the AK Swish Podcast, the full version. I know you guys listen throughout the middle of the week for our mini-sodes, which we'll keep up throughout the uh, entirety of the podcast. Again, interviews that myself or Andrew or both of us, or whatever the case may be, will sit down and talk with people. But this is the full edition. I want to welcome you in. And, you know, before I forget... We're going to interview together. Step brothers? Uh, possibly. <laughs> We're gonna interview you. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What are your strengths as an interviewer? Uh, <laughs> interviewing you. Um, that's first one. <laughs> Dude, we don't. You don't ask the questions. We alright, not. But uh, serious. Uh, so uh, we talked about Pan. Yeah. Pan. Pan. <laughs> your name Your name is Pan. Pam. Oh, Pam. Pam. La la. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pan and uh, no, but uh, last week we we. Obviously, uh, honored Dwayne Wade and, and Dirk Nowitzki, and I mentioned another guy that we didn't get to. Um, so I hope Channing Fry is not like actually mad at us. If he's listening to our podcast, we've made somewhere. I mean, well, we are on a bunch Spotify of different platforms. Now. Yeah, we are on Spotify. That's the big one. We're still Breaker, uh, Breaker. I think Radio yeah. Public, Radio Public, Google Podcast. That's true. Uh, we are actually. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Let me lower these again. We we didn't We're learn from last a week. High. It's it's a little high again. I can always edit it, but uh, so um. We're submitting it to iHeart uh, this coming week. That's I found the form that I can submit it to, so we're going to see if we get in. That's that's how we get into Apple Podcasts and the entire. I iHeart. guess so, iHeart Radio is the largest. Oh, it's the biggest podcast. Yeah, yeah. listening station. So um, get, be cool. Wish us luck. Uh, but anyway, please, uh, please, please. <laughs> but um, so. Channing Fry was the last guy we didn't mention last week, and uh, before we get into our lead today, I think it was kind of nice to to mention. You know, you talk about someone like Dirk, who was who was what he was. You know, being that big guy who shot three. Channing Fry was really kind of that. Fry was Dirk Light. Yeah, 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 literally. But uh, we'll get into it. The Channing did that. I mean, obviously, everyone knows him now for the Cavaliers run when they won the championship in 2016, but. I mean, he was doing it in Phoenix. He was doing it in Orlando. I Phoenix mean, is the one I remember. Oh yeah, honestly. oh yeah. I mean, he, he just uh, young Channing. Young Channing. Yeah, he uh, he did a lot, and obviously with uh, the grouping of him and RJ too, and their their separate things they had going on, they were hilarious. Um, he'll he'll be missed. 
Yeah, definitely yeah. a big contributor to Cleveland for the time he was here. I would say in general, too, just for being a stretch five that could shoot. And he was so against it, too. I'm just he, saying for the community in general. Oh, he yeah, was, He's yeah, one of yeah. those guys. Him and Kevin loved that love story in his Arizona jersey wore the other <laughs> night. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, that was something that was kind of special. We didn't get that in Cleveland for a while. You know, it was kind of trials and tribulations. And LeBron came back, tried to rebuild something. And now we have... This kind of like love story between Kevin Love and Channing Fry that we're gonna we're gonna miss. You know, Channing Fry might be around for a while, so let's see what happens. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's gonna do next. I guess broadcasting is a possibility, but probably people, people are saying real. college or is like his thing. I don't know. Like I never heard that from him, but I feel like maybe that could be an avenue if he wanted to. If you want, I mean, whatever. Arizona, I'm sure is looking for somebody. They might be losing Sean Miller soon, but that's not here nor there. I don't want to get too much into that. That's head coach for the Arizona basketball team, in case you're wondering, but. Not the Phoenix. They don't have one right now. Phoenix Suns don't have a head coach. But Igor, uh, that's kind of uh, they fired. We'll talk about quick. that at a later date. But that yeah, was that's a, that's that all. Different. We'll have a, we'll have a full on NBA podcast too at some point where we'll kind of dive into a lot of issues that some teams are facing, and we'll get into our top players and all that stuff. And that'll be uh, we'll have a, we'll have a different type of uh, argument later on in this episode, which gives me to what we're going to be talking about today. We have a bunch of different topics, it's kind of bouncing around a little bit all over the place uh, for this this episode. So. Um, our lead is coming up next, and that's going to be a little more somber, unfortunately. Uh, the the basketball world, and it takes a lot for me to admit this, this guy being a Boston Celtic, which is, everyone makes mistakes, okay? And he couldn't help where he got drafted, but he, I give him credit for what he did when he went there and how he did it, and honestly, one of the top 50 players probably of all time uh, Legend passed away. Hondo. So uh, we'll we'll talk about him and our lead coming up next, and then, of course, we're going to I'm going to call it the potpourri version of the AK Switch podcast because we're going to be bouncing around different sports, different topics. It's going to be... Uh, Everything you wanted to hear is probably what we'll speak about today. So A lot, lot, a lot of different headlines, a lot of stuff that you probably heard of in passing or maybe you've researched on. So we'll definitely talk about it. And of course, we want to thank you guys for throwing some suggestions out. We're going to have one of those suggestions we're going to talk about later on in the podcast too. So make sure you listen for that and we'll be right back after this here on the AK Swish podcast. Lead coming up next. Back to the AQ Switch podcast. <laughs> that hour drive's killing me right now. Sleepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you you make the voyage. Yeah, I do. How was uh, how was your first? This was your first official full week, right? As a, as a restauranteer, restaurant manager, if you will, and, and marketing yeah. personnel. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's you immediately went down the chain, right? That's what you told me. You, you started I did serving every, people. I right did away. everything today <laughs> or yesterday. It was a uh, it was a good time. I mean, a lot of avenues, a lot of creativity. It's a company that's up and coming. I won't name drop yet. Just because really, I mean, a, you could. It's it's, it's your pod, rest, it's your it's restaurant. a podcast. I don't want to name drop yet. I mean, I, I, explicited I, stuff. You know, I guess they might I mean, not want. We that. do have the disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast, though. So yeah, people I mean, do have to listen at their own discretion. Yeah, I'll just say restaurant in Fremont, where I'm working, <laughs> Fremont, Ohio. So yeah, it's been a great time. I mean, I enjoy the people that I work with. There's some things that we're gonna build up, and we're gonna see what happens. You know, I'm enjoying the time. Uh, me being Italian and working for like an authentic Italian restaurant. Oh, uh, you're starting you're starting to narrow it down now. We know it's in Fremont. We know it's an Italian restaurant. That's I don't listen. It. I've never been to Fremont That's before, but it. you're kind of you're closing the gap a little That's bit. That's about <laughs> it. That's about what I'll give. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> 
So uh, obviously that's Andrew's second favorite project. His first is the podcast, so we appreciate him making the drive out here. Uh, So we're going to get into our lead now. And remember, we don't have an actual sounder or anything like that for the lead, so we have to do it ourselves. So this is the lead, the lead, the lead, the lead, the lead. The lead, the lead, the lead. We're going to have to get something like that, you know. It's going to take some time. You were talking about having uh, some some people possibly record some stuff for us. I mean, there's something you could. You yeah, know, I can I get know. some people. Yeah, to use your creativity. Up. You're a restaurateur now. You can uh, or tier or whatever the hell you call it. I don't know. I don't know. I just call myself a manager. I call you, you know? a restauranter. I just show up, <laughs> smile on my face. May I take your hat, sir? May I take? May I take your hat, sir? Can you take? <laughs> Do you take hats in a dignified and sophisticated manner? Uh, paper. Oh, like a big fat weenie. <laughs> no paper or plastic. Is that is that more of a Grocery store thing. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, we have paper products. There's a market inside, too, so now I'm really nearing it down. But, Jesus, I mean, man. at that point. So, basically, you're running a grocery store with a side, like, Starbucks. Is I can't explain any more. I'll definitely <laughs> give it away. But trust me, it's a, it's a venturous pro- uh, project. You, you've literally, like, came down and, like, give us, like, three key details into finding your restaurant in Fremont. I don't right, know. exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, figure it out you're yourself. Na- you're name-dropping it, but you're not. And that's... It's it's a little little condescending, I think. A little you're kind of going back and forth with that man. Like, oh, I don't want to say anything. I'm but just here so it... I don't get fined. Okay. <laughs> okay, Marshawn. Uh, so we're in, we're in the lead now, and uh, I, 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 it's one of the things again I mentioned uh, in the intro. It's 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 a little bit bittersweet, just because he was he was a Boston Celtic, and if you know me at all, you know I'm not a big Boston guy, and uh, really not a Boston guy at all, but. Of course, my partner is, and and he knows about this uh, this player, you know, very much. And he kind of talk about guys that really left it all on the court. I think is a really good uh, an analogy for him. Just John Havlicek, man before his time, for sure. Really uh, died seventy nine years old uh, this past week, and um, we mentioned one of the. I'd say obviously too, looking at his stats, just from kind of glancing at him, one of the best overall players. Yeah, talking about points, rebounds, assists. I think he, is he still Boston's all-time leading scorer? I think he's he's either one or two. I don't know if Pierce ever passed him, but I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, he's up there. He's um, one from of the a perspective. Top. We're looking at 1,270 games, 21 points per game, six assist, or six rebounds, five assists, 13-time All-Star, eight-time champion. Yeah, you came with it this week, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Um, I was pretty aware. I was pretty aware of what I was bringing. I wrote it down too. like when it happened, and I like I I always jot down some stats, and I, I like to read a few. But I'm well, he's kind of like a big contributor towards like the history. I mean, he was part of that Bill Russell team, oh. and this is uh, this is what kind of sticks out when you think about it. You know, he is one of those guys that stayed with the program for a very long time, mm-hmm. and he is going to be missed. I mean, if everybody saw. The Wahlbergs were upset about it, posting tribute videos on Twitter and things like that. It was a very hardening moment for the NBA because he's one of those people that kind of stuck out as like a celebrity all-star before that was a thing. Now, I'm not saying, of course, it's different these days, but more of a like a Joe DiMaggio kind of vibe to him, you know. So it's different. I guess it's a different type of passing away. This is more like a, almost like a family member passing away. You know, when a, when you have sports, people pass away. It's sad, and you have teammates that are upset. But this is like more of a community thing. Like when you're a Boston Celtics fan, right? It's like pretty pretty hardening. You know, <laughs> you talk about people talk about how great Jordan was too. Obviously, going six for six in finals. They don't talk about Havlicek going eight for eight in NBA Finals. He has the third most rings of all time behind his teammates. Obviously, one being Bill Russell. I mean, it, 
He was he was a Finals MVP. You mentioned the All Star appearances, the the All NBA teams he was on. I mean, uh, he's got two numbers retired: seventeen by Boston, number five by the Ohio State. He went there. Uh, he's an Ohio kid. Uh, I mean, what growing up in uh, in Martin's Ferry. I mean, he he, he kind of. It was one of those things where, for me especially, again, just hating Boston, like all things Boston, the, the Red Sox, the, the Bruins, the you know the Celtics, all that, the Patriots. To, to have someone from Ohio go there and, and you know, us being from the Cleveland area, it just kind of, you want to be like, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, the guy meant so much to not only a team, Andrew mentioned too, but the community being able to, to, to just kind of express it only not even, even if he didn't do anything in the community his play on the court just watching some highlights of him like he put everything out there you talk about someone like russell westbrook his motor someone that just goes and goes and goes this guy was having people tag out to try and guard him because they were tired yeah 45 minutes per game unbelievable yeah unbelievable in case you're wondering there's 48 minutes in a game yeah this guy went out got a cup of water he's like coach could he, and he spent the other two minutes coach can i come in back come on i'm gonna go back in like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, to give you perspective, he's the all-time leader for the Celtics in games, minutes played, field goals, field goal attempts, two-point field goals, two uh, two-point field goal attempts, field goals missed. Unfortunately, he is also in personal fouls, points, and etc. So he was someone who kind of, of course, you have like Larry Bird. So like we're thinking of other names that could be on this list: Robert Parrish, Paul Pierce, uh, Bill Russell. These are other names that like stick out. John Havlicek was kind of like in my mind. If you're not a Boston Celtics fan, I feel like only a, a few select, decently followed basketball fans would say they know who he is. And it's kind of like shocking to me that he is not that known. You know, I've I've honestly heard more people bring up Havlicek than I haven't heard Bill, bring up Bill Russell. Which, I mean, maybe it's just because of the field I'm in. There's Bill's got. Trophies named Bill, after him. Bill's got that. We that's a whole nother. Th- and hopefully, again, he lives for a long time more, and he's a little bit older. But hopefully, he doesn't go anytime soon. Because I mean, Bill was just that's beside the point. You talk about how dominance. Twenty five rebounds a game, like, is a career average. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. But like I mean, you meant, Havlicek just and and being what what the 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 six five two hundred pound. You know that's that's right now that's a prototypical two guard in the in the NBA. I mean that's. Yeah, I mean, like I Ugh. said, he did things a little bit different in, from a perspective of grit and endurance. It's a love for the game. That's a that's a different type of play when you look at kids that are sitting out, you know, or like I won't name specific stars, but insert star here that sits out games for a season to heal up. The league was different. Let's start with that first and foremost. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, we have 30 teams. There's 18 back then. Well, when back back then was probably less than that. Well, yeah, what sixties and seventies? I'm seeing. Yeah, I probably say there's about twelve uh, when they started back then. Well, not back then when they started, but when he was playing. So regardless, like you had to care for the game. You weren't getting paid an unbelievable amount of money to play. You were doing this because you wanted to, right? And because you cared for the franchise and your teammates. Nowadays, I mean, it's whoever pays you the most money. Insert again any star's name here. There's not a lot of loyalty, and that was the difference between that Celtics run and I think when people start talking about why are you a Celtics fan, it's the legacies that were left behind and what hangs in the rafters. Like, if you're a Lakers fan or if you're a Knicks fan, you got a lot of jerseys retired for a reason because those players left behind a legacy. Right. So 
I think that's what the difference maker was for me. That's honestly the thing, too, with... I love comparing Havlicek to Westbrook. Obviously, Westbrook's a little more athletic. He's you know throwing down tomahawks, and I didn't really see Havlicek do too much of that. But, I mean, as far as their overall game, how they played, I mean, and, and the motor, I mean, it's... You watch side-by-side highlights of those two, and it's it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, they play so similar. And I think that if you ask Russell now, probably he'd tell you that one of his influences growing up probably, because he's all these guys, these, these superstar athletes, I should say a majority of them, they, they had those kind of idols growing up. They, they studied the game. They saw guys that wanted to model their game after, after, you know, certain tendencies, certain ways to go about playing. And I'm sure he'd tell you that Havlicek was one of those kind of guys where he thought, okay, if I could play like that, you know, I can I can get somewhere, and and it just added to his legacy. And now Russell again being an MVP, being a perennial triple double guy. I mean, he's taking that to the next level. But that that's one of the building blocks. You talk about the league back then. It was it was you know one of those things where it's been around a little, but let's let's kind of build on it. And those Celtics teams with Havlicek, with Russell, with you know all those guys. I mean, they turned the league into something so much bigger with dominance. He played 82 games in his last season in the league with 34 minutes played. <laughs> 71 was his lowest that he ever Games. played. Yes. And he probably like had like a he had, missing leg for half that time, I would imagine. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, six seasons where he averaged over 40 minutes per game. Like I said, he had, he had not for a career, but he averaged 45 minutes, uh, 45.4 and 70 to 71, and he was 30. So, I mean, that's your prime, of course, but still, man, I mean, you, you got to have some kind of love for the game. I, I mean, we'll play what? two, three hours up at the rack, and I won't play for a week. <laughs> You're doing it on an 82-game basis? Are you kidding oh, me? Man. That's uh, that's a difference maker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll move a little bit past what we're on right here, but he was a difference maker in the league starting off. I mean, those are the type of people that you want to emulate. People don't really talk about him as much anymore. There's other all-stars that stick out a little bit more or people who do <clears throat> such. But if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you know who Hondo is. You... Uh, <laughs> You kind of pay attention to those things. It's kind of especially. ironic too that I wore seventeen a couple of years ago, and uh, he he was number seventeen in Boston. I think you guys think are about that. close to the same height. Yeah, he yeah, was I'm a little bit taller. Yeah, but. he was. Again, measurements back then was what taking a couple yardsticks, putting them together. <laughs> you look at, if you look at basketballreference.com, shout out to them because they got really good content on there. You have to remember that they didn't even have rebounds, blocks listed until the 70s like those weren't things that they were keeping regularly tallied you know so that's another weird one for me so we don't know those stats that's why like when I think of like what Will Chamberlain or like Bill Russell really did like let's not get into that blocks uh. especially like blocks there's a possibility <laughs> there could have been a triple double in there in a season with blocks but yeah Hondo um condolences to the Boston Celtics community facilities and of course his family uh, we'll surely be missed. Definitely oh, yeah. be him being so involved. Right. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll kind of delve into more of our topics that we got for today's podcast. Uh, don't want to uh, take that thought away, though, from John Havlicek. So what we're going to do is the NBA put out a, a nice tribute. We're going to play that, uh, and then we're going to come back from that break, and we are going to uh, get into our other topics for today. Again, uh, our tribute, our tribute, NBA's tribute, we're playing it for uh, John Havlicek, former Boston Celtic great, dead at the age of 79. Back after this. John Havlicek of Ohio State, an all Big Ten choice and a hard driver, John Havlicek. Havlicek gets the button. 
a collegiate champion at Ohio State. John Havlicek entered the NBA as the seventh overall pick to the Boston Celtics in 1962. Here come the world champions, the Boston Celtics. Nicknamed Hondo for his strong, silent demeanor, reminiscent of John Wayne, Havlicek set a new standard for how a sixth man could contribute to a team as a disciplined, tireless competitor. Havlicek, one of the great, great basketball players, and what I always say about John, he worked so hard every second that he was on the floor that he wore you down, and he was relentless. Number 17, John Havlicek, just barreled through the traffic to get a good spot for a rebound. Havlicek is a real scrambler. When he came in, we saw that he had the speed, he had the hands, and he had the desire to want to win. Stolen by Havlicek. Havlicek, a three-on-two break. But the one thing that got to me, he never got tired. Good play that time by Havlicek. He kept moving. It was like tag team wrestling playing against Havlicek. You know, that one would be exhausted and your turn. <laughs> you know, you have to go out there and chase after John. A unique two-position player at small forward and shooting guard, Havlicek relied on his preparation and savvy to pull off one of the most iconic plays in NBA history. Red Auerbach always said, you always try and look for an edge in some situation. I said, what kind of edge can I find out of this situation? Greer's putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havlicek steals it. I was just thinking I did what I was supposed to do. I never realized it would last this long, but it seems like it's everlasting. John Havlicek won eight championships with the Celtics, claiming finals MVP honors in 1974. A Hall of Famer and one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history, Havlicek is the Boston Celtics all-time leading scorer. When he said goodbye to the game after 16 legendary seasons, he was among the most decorated and beloved players in franchise history. And so for the last time, the Boston Garden ovation cascades down upon the head of one of the greatest heroes in American sport, John Hondo Havlicek. It's been a long journey. It's been very happy. And I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it a great deal. I have to thank God for the many blessings that he's bestowed upon me. This is the AK Swish Podcast. The bell makes a triumphant return. We're back on the AK Swish Podcast. And you can be listening, of course, on the Anchor app, which is our home base. That's where we uh, where we cut everything up and send it out to you guys. Or you can, of course, listen to us on the biggest uh, biggest subsidiary we've been using. That's Spotify. I want to thank them for picking us up and using the AK Swish Podcast, as well as a bunch of different other ones. Breaker Audio, of course. We have... Uh, 
We have a, I think what's Pocket Cast too. We're on there as well. Yeah, so Pocket Cast. I think six or seven different uh, different uh, avenues you can find us. So, you know, we'll always post those as well on our on our personal Facebooks, on our Twitters, and you can follow our Twitter, the the show Twitter, at AK Swish Pod, uh, where we'll have updates on the, uh, the content we're going to be doing, and of course, you can shout out stuff for us, talk about on the show, and you know, with that, Andrew, I think it's time to move on to uh, some of our other topics we had. Uh, we had in for today, uh, and you you brought up an interesting one that we actually uh, dealt with a little bit in the news, involving some uh, some college teams that are uh, going through um, going through some issues right now with with some paying for players and all that. Some some really big schools, some uh, some big names. I mean, there are some guys in here that turned out to be pretty decent players that their names are getting tarnished in the in the meantime. Yeah, we have a headline that came out. FBI witness testifies to paid college football players at major programs from 2000 to 2014. And what we're getting from a little bit of the gist that I've been reading up, because I don't like to just read from one source. I'm one of those people that don't go on a bias turn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's been quite a little story going on. It is a 67-year prison sentence that he might be facing. Uh, I don't remember the guy's first name. Last name is Blazer. But he was paying players uh, anywhere between $100 a month to $3,000 a month. Some of the name drops were Hakeem Nicks, and this also went into the devilation of the 2008 and 2009 UNC vacated wins. Mm. So that was something that kind of got brought up. Blazer did testify that Hakeem Nicks received some of the money and other recruits did as well. We're looking at some major teams involved with this. This isn't just a little bit. And he also said that there were some players that did end up paying him back some money, $10,000 in money when they did get it. So this is something that these players knew in general. Some players were, like, pretty decent. Like I said, this wasn't just anybody. This was, like, an Aaron Maben was dropped in this as well. And then you have teams that were saying that examination, he paid players from Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Northwestern, North Carolina, um, between he's saying from 2000 to 2013, he said basically he just said I paid them. That's it. He was, he was. I mean, he probably <laughs> doesn't want to dive too much deeper. He he did. I mean, he's testifying with the FBI, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen going forward with some of these teams having to deal with the repercussions of what they did. But this is something that. I have a different view on than most people. Well, and I want to hear what you think of the situation first. Well, first off, there's been an argument since the the dawn of time it seems to if we should play play or pay college players or shouldn't. That that's something that I've I've thought long and hard about. And if you are a scholarship athlete, now again, I don't know the full extent of what is covered for you. I think room and board is still probably something either you're unless you're one of the room top tier food. that's paid for, or is it not? Yeah, yeah, it's covered. Oh, it is. Yeah. What the hell are we bitching about? Okay, so let me get this straight. You get to go to a prestigious college, okay? You get to play for free. No, just we we're in the Parma City School District. It's where we grew up a little bit towards the end of end of you for the most part. For me, the entire my entirety of doing that's a suburb of Cleveland. We had to pay to play sports. They're paying for no hold on. They're paying for you to they're, they're paying for you to play the sport. They're paying for you to live there, and they're paying for your food. And you want more money. Yeah. Get your education. 
embrace the fact that they're paying for you to go there and do all that stuff and then go to the next level. Because most of those guys that are getting that kind of stuff is going to the next level. Now, the issue I have is that every player that's on a team should have a scholarship. If, if you're going to play on that team and all the money that, that the football and the basketball and all that stuff rake in, they can cover some of the other sports too. You should be able to afford to at least give them playing scholarships or, in some case, pay for room and board, at least. Room and board should be something. The food is one thing that could be a little iffy, but there, there should be some sort of tier to that. If you're going to be playing on a Division One football, basketball, baseball, whatever the sport is, some are more expensive than the others. I understand that. The couple, mainly basketball and football, are going to bring in more money than the others. Billions of dollars are, are on the line here. A couple hundred thousand, maybe, maybe, maybe a little over a couple million to take care of your football team or in your, in your basketball and your baseball team. But making sure they have their, their education's paid for, their room and board paid for, their food paid for. It seems like a, a little tiny sliver of, of the giant pie here. I'm not saying pay the players. I think you're going to school. I'm not getting paid to go to high school. You know? <laughs> they do that as well, though. I, let's, I, let's I believe me. That. Believe me. I know. Trust there's me. There's, there's some surfic, There's some certain private schools around here that will pay you a bunch of money to go there, and, and we're not shouting out any names, but we know who they are. Like, you you shouldn't get paid to go to school, but you should be able to get to go to school for free if you so earn the right. Especially if some of these kids are good students. If you got a three point seven, three point eight GPA, I mean, you know, you deserve it. You deserve to have that stuff covered. If you're barely squeaking by. You know, and you're just you're going up because of your talent. I get sometimes it's harder, but that's where the the team and the school can should look for ways to try and get you smarter. They do, which, and that's which, where we'll dive yeah. into. Yeah, but I mean, this is they, you shouldn't get paid to play a game on not a professional level because you're an amateur. That's a big difference too between amateur and professional, and then to go to classes. Just, you should you should get what's yours as far as a scholarship and as far as being taken care of to go to the school, but you shouldn't get paid extra for that. That's we're talking about eighty grand probably or something like that, maybe more to do that kind of stuff. I mean, c- come on, there's a line, and I get the whole oh they're working and they're independent contractor. Okay, you know what? End of the day, they're students first. All right, you're at a school to play a sport. You're not at a sport to play a school. You're at a school to play a sport. That makes sense? I disagree wholeheartedly. <sighs> These kids didn't get brought on because they're academically gifted. They're not. I know students, and I won't bring into my own accord of what I what I did or where I was going to go or things of that nature, but I will say this. Richard Sherman said it the best. I don't think anybody understands what it's like to handle college athletics unless you've been at least in the cusp of that or in it. I'll tell you right now, you can't afford to do anything. You have no time. I'll tell you how this schedule starts. You wake up at 5 a.m. You had to breakfast with your team at 6 a.m. You got film. Class probably starts about 9, so you're doing all the other stuffs in between. Maybe heading to the physical trainer, getting your stuff taken care of. After class, you're heading right back there, doing the exact same stuff that you've been doing for the last week, whether it was weight training or you're heading into there to do team practices, especially positions, things of that nature. Then on top of that, you have other practices, team practice. You also have position practicing. There's no time to be a student and to be an athlete. They don't give you that time. Richard Sherman, again, said it the best. 
why we're not paying these players when we make so much money. We're calling it an industry that makes all this money correct, and we're saying that they're getting paid to go there and room and board. They give you things that you don't deserve because they know they can't. They're making more money than what you are. It's like corporate America to me when I think about how sports for college athletes are. They treat you different, right? You're a superstar when you're there. Say I'm a five-star recruit. They're giving me anything anything I want. They flew me out. They're taking care of my hotel, taking care of my cab to get there. People don't know these things. They're coming to watch me play at my high school. People are talking about it. And then we look at, I get there. I can't work. I can't support myself. I can't have the things that I have. And say you come from a perspective or things that I want or need, you know? Well, it's more of a want because we if, you know, under, under, my, under my plan, if, if my issue with this is that if they do pay for your room and your board, your food, and for your all of your education, what 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 else do you really need? Underwear, socks. You don't have that stuff? That's I, I, if it's not available, if you're a, say that you're coming from a poor neighborhood, you're just a star athlete. Well, that's where we can get you the hear more... that a lot. No, it's, no, no, it's no, no, most no, no, athletes. No, 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 when I'm, I'm think talking about, about too, like let's let, let's say they make the the NCAA football video game again, and they use your likeness for it. That's where we can get into more about. They should be giving you an allowance, and that's something that I'm for 100 percent. Because other student athletes will attest to this: you can't work while being an athlete and a student. It's impossible. That's that. That's it. It doesn't work that way. You don't have time. They tell you, they'll tell your parents. They lie to your parents right off the rip. It's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. Oh, you're only gonna you're only gonna be practicing like 30, 35 hours a week, and then you'll have time to enjoy being a student and everything like that. A lot of people don't know you have team study halls. Your team has to be at a study hall. It's mandatory. So there's more time that they're making you do for school so you can stay on top of your athletics or your academics that you need to be, of course, because you won't be eligible. Now, going through the same thing that I was going through, given the scenario, you're a poor kid. Got picked up, major program, insert university here. Next thing you know, you break your leg. They drop everything. You lose everything. They will drop you. There's no, there's no question. Which is another issue I have with that, but that's beside the point. That, but that's how it works. When we're tell, yeah, telling people not to worry about it, you can't afford to play. Say you break your leg playing, and it's not fixable. They're going to take your scholarship away because someone else can use it. Which again, is, they tell is, your family they're going to take care of you. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's that's an issue I have because that shouldn't be the case. At the very least, you should be able to get paid for your academics still. And now, you, don't you get me wrong. If, are... if you want to keep going, that's the thing. Because some kids they'll do that and they'll just they'll go off the deep end, and that's where you're like, some okay, kids well, aren't even smart enough to go to college, and they talk them into doing it anyways. Which that's where you got to have the again, right. Again, insert other players' names. They go overseas and do it because they knew they couldn't handle the the academic side of things. But they promise them things. They put them on lists that they don't belong on. Insert again any. Athlete in school, they'll put you on the dean's list just to get you that extra money to pay and that's, for it. That's where I guess too. I understand the whole self awareness thing is hard to understand when you're 17, 18 because you're getting told all these things about you, and you're like, I think I can make it there. I think I could do it. And but you have a, a 1.5 GPA in high school, and you're not doing well. But you and have then they make 45. you go to Admiral Academy or something weird like that. Some kind of like insert again any right. name. That's not a real one. I just made that up, of course. <laughs> but they make you go to these schools and play JUCO for a year so you can get your grades up. They they fluff things. This is why these scandals happen. Do you think they're just paying these players directly? You don't think the coaches are involved? Let's talk about all the coaches that get in trouble for doing that. I have to deal with it with Patino. That was a big that's a big victory for Louisville. I loved it. I was so happy, you know. Next thing you know, I'm hearing he's treated his players to some 
unfavorable things. You know what I mean? Casinos, strip clubs. Cool, right? To us, it's cool. People don't understand. Uh, we call them NARPs. Non-athletic. Regular. That's it. They're just regular students. You don't <laughs> understand until you're in that lifestyle. It is impossible to take care of yourself. Do you get things? Well, let's start with this because I'm going to get a lot of feedback from people when they well, respond the thing to us. About me, remember, because I went to Toledo for the year and I was with the basketball team a lot. Yeah, you but get I, things. They give you shirts. They give you. They, they give you shorts. I didn't get they shit. give you pants. <laughs> I mean, again, that's why I won't insert my background or that's why I'm keeping myself out of it. Yeah. They don't give you those things. They give you those things when you get there, like immediately, especially if you're recruited to go there. Well, yeah, if you're recruited, you get t-shirts, and you, jackets, whatever you want. Yeah. They give your family stuff. Now there's a limit, right? There's there's a there's a cap on. No, the I'm not saying this happened to me, gifts. but this is like things that I've heard. Like, right. I want to make sure that well, I'm I clarify. Saying, I'm this. just saying, yeah, because I think there's like a I don't know if it's a max you can give or something. There's like they some can give sort you of, T-shirts and things yeah, like, like that. Yeah, because that's school printed stuff. What I'm and, getting at is like LeBron James, the Hummer thing. Well, yeah, well, his mom took out a low in my ass, but all right, yeah. Again, but these are things that have been happening for so long right. that we should be aware of that is going on. I don't care that they give these players anything. Do I care that they treat them individually? And then we're talking about a set amount, right? You mentioned something about a set amount to give people. And here's where I play the devil's advocate. They can't afford to do that. Other schools make more money than others, right? That's true. So if we well, look like at Division one schools. Well, even Division one schools yeah. make less money. Look well, at Georgia State University. You think they're making the same amount of money that now, Alabama again, is? Now, granted, again, that's where the whole thing about comes in. If they bring like the video games back, if they want to use the players' likeness, then, then there should be other a players are going to get, get paid, paid more because they're being used more. Their likeness is being used more, and that's where you have to look at it from. Again, this is where it becomes corporate America and it becomes capitalism. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with sports, you're not there to get a scholarship and end up getting a degree. That's most of the time for these players. Let's talk college basketball, for instance. None of those it should be. That's that's one of the issues with the whole one and done thing and all that too with basketball. Like that, we'll we'll dive the, into that a different goal, day. The, the goal of going to school is to get a degree. Those kids aren't though. They Which again. Is, it just, that's where they're. Let's tainted. go back to the sto- story that we just talked about. You're not that smart. You're a kid from an inner city. You don't have the money, but man, do you have talent. You should want your mom can't. You, your mom's not going to be able to support you. You know that your only choices are going to be this: either get involved with some unlikely characters, work at a factory, which I've known quite a bit of kids that these are their options, or go play for a major program and hope to God they make the NBA, NFL, NHL. And this, this MLB. is the biggest issue. What do you think you could now? Granted, it's, times have changed a little bit. You don't necessarily need a college degree anymore to get a decent job. I get that, or maybe now, maybe you do more. I don't know. I guess you guys can tell me, but I mean, from uh, just. It it should be one of those things like to to have the perspective, especially after going to college for a year or two, whatever the case may be. Because in the NFL, you have to wait three years. In in college, who knows now for basketball? I, I mean, it could be a year. They could get rid of all together soon. So I mean, just what do you think is going to last more? Because even if you do make it into the pros, how many guys have blown their money? How many guys have played for ten, fifteen, twenty years, and then the next thing you know, they're broke. Yeah, but they don't have a college degree to fall back on. Again, I don't have that background to speak about because, like I said, I'm going to keep all my information to myself. Like I don't, I don't have that kind of thing. I didn't have to deal with any of these things. I know. But these are things that I'm hearing from other players. But I'm just saying it should and be something you try to strive for to to get that degree, regardless of what you're. I mean, you should want to. They're better not making yourself. this up because there's so many stories saying oh, the I same know. thing. And they they get into it because you mentioned it because they're in their backgrounds and it, it's tough to go through. But you, well, not even just the background. It's like these scandals again. Like it didn't happen to me and you, of course. But these yeah. kids, they deal with it because that's their only lifeline. You're hanging on by a thread, man. You got yeah. you got very little options to do anything. 
And what's left for you is not to get a degree. I remember there was a, a scandal going on. I don't remember X, X amount of years ago, X school, where they were fluffing grades for players. And that was one of them was, I believe, one of our favorite schools. Again, I don't want to name, name bash anybody, but they were doing that. Like these schools were like, oh, you got this instead, just to keep them on the program because they know that they're not there to be students. They're there to be athletes, and that's where people are like, they're supposed to be student athletes. You can't say that unless you were there. If you don't understand how difficult it is, do not speak on what you do not know. And that's what I'm trying to tell people when they when they think about it. Talk to some people. All you got to do, there's kids in your neighborhood right now. I mean, you can go stand outside um, in, in Cleveland and, and ask a group of 1,000 people, and I guarantee you we come across at least five of them that played some kind of college or collegiate sport, right? And they will probably tell you all the same things. There were different players treated different ways. And that's where it becomes, like I said, capitalism. Unfortunately, they can't afford to give to everybody. They can't. That's why you see these heartwarming stories of the walk-on kid getting a scholarship. He took that scholarship from another kid that probably got injured and got kicked off the team. Does that happen all the time? No. no I'm just saying but... from a, the worst-case scenario, I don't name-bash the NCAA. I think they do a fantastic job. Uh, they handle things the correct way. What I think that isn't being handled correctly is how we're treating these players, saying that the FBI needs to investigate how they're paying these kids when we're not giving them enough of a sufficient life to right. be okay. That kid that held up, uh, that he said he was like uh, holding up like a homeless sign. It said, uh, college athlete, has, I have no money, I'm broke. That's a thing. Like That's normal. When I hear about a five-star recruit, man, running a 4-4, he has to eat ramen every night at school just like everybody else, right? That's fine. But then that's the nutrition that we're trying to give these kids. Do they get other stuff? Yes, that's correct. I mean, from a perspective, I know that they get breakfast with the team. They get Their meal plan is different than everybody else's. Do they treat them different? Yes, but there's other kids that get dropped off. And that's the thing. When they're giving their family money, it's to help support while they're gone. They need... It's say, for instance, there's some families that we do know that have to have their kids work to help support the household, right? Maybe that's that kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying insert any of those names. So that I we have said. An, I have an idea for this, and I don't know how you're going to take it, but I have an idea. What if we made it possible for college athletes to be vetted, their system vetted, their family vetted to see what their incomes are, to see how they're working, and then the ones who cannot support themselves via, you know, their family having the money to help out. Because, you know, some athletes do have good backgrounds and they have, you know, parents that can support them while they're at college. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, another one too. But, like, what if we provided unemployment for college athletes? It'd be difficult to gate because you can't, that's, again, it's a federal now, thing. Now, again, that's something that you have to work, that, well, listen, the, the FBI is already freaking involved, right? So let's, let's figure well, something out. Well, for me, this is how I think it should work, A- I think that the NCAA, and this is more or less, I'll hear people who want to talk politics, this is more of a socialistic act than really jumping into capitalism. Um, I think there should be a set amount each university gets to divvy out as an allowance for these kids. Again, I'm not saying go help home. That's not that's not the student athlete's job. Mm-hmm. His job is to take care of himself and make right. sure that he finishes out X amount of years until he can go somewhere or finish his degree. So, for instance, I believe that kid, uh, that young man should be able to support themselves if their family can't, right? Right. Um for instance, my high school coach helped me out, not with money, but he, I had some personal issues go on, uh, rest in peace, HC, but he bought my deck of clothes for me. He went out of pocket and did that for me because mm-hmm. we were in some pretty financial situations, pretty significant ones. 
He took care of me. I mean, he's done that for other people. He shouldn't have to. That's the problem. Public schools and high school, different. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, say that that's a university student. They're making so much money off your likeness. They sell your jersey without your name on it. That's fact. I don't think I've ever bought a college jersey with the player's name on it. No. No. I still have a Brady Quinn 10 jersey. Doesn't say nothing on it. How many 10s have come through Notre Dame since Brady Quinn left? Probably quite a bit. And that's a problem. The likeness of who you are and what you do for that program is impactful, correct? People know who you are when you're on campus. Oh, especially when you have that you kind of legacy. You went to yeah. Toledo, and that's a bigger Mac school, right? You knew kids that were on that campus that played for specific sports teams, right? I told them one of the things I knew. I knew Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Honestly. That's I, I, awesome, he was, right? He, yeah, he was. Cool. Yeah. Kareem Hunt doesn't have his name on the back of a jersey nope. that you can buy. He was impactful on that university. You know what's also impactful? Hurting these kids after they leave. That's a big problem. They just changed that rule where if you go into the draft uh, in the NBA and you don't get drafted, you can come back to the university. Yeah. They did that for a reason. Because because well, when you were done, you were done. And, and you, you don't get drafted, what happens? Do you you have to go to Turkey or you have to go to some yeah. Iran where it's like a war-torn, some of them are war-torn countries. And like I've seen those stories. If you ever watch Viceland, shout out to them. They had a story about a guy that was playing over in Iran and he remembers being in a hotel room and the room next door to him blew up because of a terrorist attack. These kids are having to go through things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Every job has trials and tribulations. Unfortunately, that was a, a really, really strong sense of one. But here's the difference. We take care of what we think we need to take care of and then mask the rest. That's in every part of life that we deal with. And we won't jump into politics. But here's the deal. These kids need help most of the time. And like you said, I think an idea would be what kids have financial issues. Yeah. Because we have to sign FAFSA. You have to sign up for all, grants it's, it's and things of that It's federal documents that, we could, that the federal government can take and talk with the university. When I was what, choosing between what. what school I wanted to go to, to go play football, mm-hmm. I talked to many universities. And like I said, I won't name drop anybody, but I, I, I talked to a lot of them. They didn't offer me anything out the box. Nothing was weird. Right. you know. But the thing that they did do is I let them know my family doesn't have money. That wasn't the thing. Like I, I, we had, we weren't doing terribly, but we didn't have enough money for me to hmm. uh, pay for the rest of it. Of course, I was D two, D three athlete. This isn't like I was going D one. But when we were figuring these things out at the time, I had to think what was going to be the cheapest school so I wouldn't have a bunch of debt when I left. And why I decided not to still play college football, I didn't finish at all, so that's one story that I'll leave, was because I thought of it from that perspective. What if I get hurt? What if I break my leg to a point where something, I won't be able to function correctly again? Hmm. A, there's no point for me to be there. And then B, I'm not going to get drafted now at this point, even D2, D3, I'm probably not going to. But shout out to Dippin, they did have a guy get picked up. Um... I forgot who he got picked up. We'll look at it at the break. I mean, no, just like it's those kind of things that kind of concern me for those kids because I get it. I get where you're coming from. It's like don't complain. You're getting you're getting education. Even even then, but the the point of college and uh, believe me, you know I'm a big sports guy too. I love sports, but the point of college is not to play sports. That's supposed to be a subsidiary to going to school. For them, it is though. That's the problem. 
We, we jade these kids to think that it's just about sports, sports, sports. You go here, there's, there's a little chance, but there's a chance. You can go to the NBA, you can go to the NFL, you can go to the NHL, whatever. But like, it starts with those programs doing it And that's the problem, and that's schools. why this, this, this G League. So don't blame no, Mr. No, 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 Blazer. No, no, no. That's listen, what I'm saying. It, don't blame Mr. Blazer because which, he's which, helping out these players. He's actually... He probably has some kind of alumni, or he knows these people that work with these people. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, they, it's, they have it's a, a network. There, there's because a he can't go have. to all all right. six schools that they named off. Right. But there's a reason he's paying those people because they can't afford to. Apparently, the NCAA hasn't given them the money or something. Mm. I don't think it's the program itself. So we'll give a box here. It's not the program. It starts with the whole school. It's mm-hmm. the NCAA in general. Something's going on with that money where we're not seeing that revenue. It isn't because they're running out. Oh, they're keeping it. They're not running. The, the, the schools are it's keeping it. It's not because it they're, they're running doing, out uh, well, you know, Cowboys Stadium for you, the you, championship games. You see what they do. They take the money. They use it for different stadiums. They use it for. Good. Yeah. I want to see that. Make make the place look better, right? Yeah. But the problem isn't there. There's more money somewhere. And the point that we oh, can't. The, Northwestern tried. I mean, they did. That, that went to court. They almost got it. Yeah. That's why we don't have NCAA football. Man, do I want it back. I'm I'm just saying that I'm I'm very happy for let's talk even baseball. The the minor leagues, all the systems they have to go up through. Football trying to get that minor but league system. But that's why kids in. skip college because they have an opportunity to make money and support themselves. Which is fine. Which is the same which kind. Which should be which should be an alternate to actually going to college and playing sports. You Shout should out be to Lavar Ball, he tried that. I well, mean, I'm just I'm just saying as far NCAA as NCAA will squash it, especially if it's his bigger programs. NCAA baseball isn't as big as NCAA basketball or football. Right. And you can argue with me all day. I will tell you right now, those two do not. Baseball is different. NHL is well, kind of big. There's a bunch minor of league hockey versus in college hockey again i know you're not a big hockey fan but uh, i can tell you the difference between the two is like minor league hockey isn't as big as as ncaa hockey kids still go you know what i mean well, because it's an institution too. talk about these these minor league teams these minor league systems they're, they're a little more newer compared to colleges which but have been around for hundreds independent of years school or independent not independent schools name the four that are there but joking um you have the independent minor league teams that are even willing to throw you forty thousand dollars, just come play baseball for me. Which, we, we need somebody. Which is that a good kid's alternate. gonna scoop it. You know what go, I mean? Go, go ahead. If you don't think you can handle college and you don't think you can handle being a, a student too, they which can't is, afford. Which is, they can't afford this alternative that you're trying to go for, where they need to be worried about being athletes first and then, or not athletes first, students first, then athletes. Which is fine. So then go do that minor league. We should have that no, kind of system in place. I'm saying the NCAA can't afford to have these kids worry about being students than athletes. Well, then you got to figure something out. This because, is their, this because is their thing. this is what's going to happen. It's going to be more of the system that happens. Some of the better athletes are going to start doing this, and then those are going to start catching fire. Next thing you know, we're going to be talking about the G League being this amazing league, and we're not going to watch college basketball anymore. The thing that college basketball is holding on to is March Madness. Yeah. If there's no March Madness, there's no college basketball. But think about the capitalism that we're speaking about, because we're going to have to stop here shortly so we can get on to the next topic. Yeah, right. But <laughs> Pizza Hut, March Madness. Pepsi. March Madness. Those are the two same companies, by the way. Gatorade G League. Again, same company. PepsiCo yeah, kind of owns yeah, all that. Yeah, but they're, they're, regardless, yeah. the reason that they do that, it's capitalism. Now, the G League's awesome, right? Gatorade's getting that sponsor. Again, that's PepsiCo. Again, won't name them for no reason. I mean, they're, it's their company. They're doing their thing. You got to market, right? But here's the deal. The G League is becoming huge right mm-hmm. now. Kids are skipping out going to college so they can make that jump. Uh, Aphrony Simmons or LaMelo Ball coming up soon. LeVar made it very clear. 
probably not going to go to college. Well, no one wants no. him to. That's a thing. But that's Alabama A and M did offer him something. No, no, yeah, he's going to go to Alabama A and M, right? <laughs> right. But imagine no offense, Alabama. If they're listening, anyone in Alabama A and M is listening. Good. I, I mean, hopefully he does because he's going to drop like fifty points a game for you guys. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and like forty-five shots, but that's yeah, whatever. It's all right. Listen, it's a it's a doggy dog world, man. And that's all I'll say about college sports because I hear people complain about student athletes all the time. If you were never a student athlete, never attempted, never cusped it, and I know you have, do not – and here's the difference. For you, you had some some help with grants and stuff like that. You tried out. You know what I mean? You were like, I want to go <laughs> I want to go try to play college basketball. Yeah. These kids are like, this is it for me. This is either this or I'm going to go coach my high school basketball team. With some kids, that's all they do, and they don't make a lot of money. That's the problem. But that's the good thing about these leagues, though. If, if you have those kind of athletes that know that, hey, I have this skill, I'm really good at this, people are telling me I'm really good at this, but I can't afford to go to college and I'm not really that smart anyway when it comes to book smart, then this is a great outlet for kids to go to. And now the college, the, the NCAA can't do nothing about something like a G League because it's NBA sponsored. The NBA is bigger than college. But the, the NCAA is doing, I don't even think that's true because like, they're snubbing kids in the YouTube channels now, too. The NBA There's is a couple, eight, I don't remember their names, and I'll, I'll name drop them when we come back. But there's kids that are playing college sports, making a YouTube video to gain some revenue, right? That's a good job they can do on the side. After they're doing their homework, they can go out and edit a video that they hung out with their friends and did something, right? Because on the, the weekend. There's a bunch of different avenues. It's, it's finding them and also it's But letting... the NCAA snubs those people. Yeah. Those two people that I'm going to mention later, they got kicked off the team because they were making these videos. Because you're using the likeness. Oh, wait, so you can't use insert university's name's likeness in a YouTube video, but you can use mine in a video game or use me on the field or my jersey that you sell in merchandising. That's unbelievable that they can do those things and get away with it. It's unfair to these kids who end up losing scholarships. They force them to get a major in ceramics because they're not smart enough to do a regular job. (laughs) If you ever look, we we make the joke all the time. We're like, what what are they majoring in? Oh, that's great. And then insert insert well, easy of, degree that I won't point out. I won't of, ever say them because like a lot of might physical be science degrees. Yeah. yeah, I won't say that they're like PE teachers. I don't think that's an easy job, but like people make those jokes. You know what I mean? And that's terrible that they do that because it's just like it's just saying that a student athletes are dumb. And then you look at people like Andrew Luck, uh, Richard Simmons, or not Richard Simmons, Richard Simmons, the <laughs> the, the dancer, Richard Sherman, <laughs> um, the <laughs> exercise guy. I don't know even know why I came into my name. Anthony wow. Simmons and then yeah, Richard, Richard Sherman. Simmons, yeah. um, but that's Combine funny. Them. Let's let's just look at that since we just cooled down right there. I mean, that's the difference maker, man. I agree with you. Do I think that these kids should worry about being a student athlete? Yeah. Um, there's different avenues nowadays. Yeah. I think universities, again, not getting too political. We need more vocational than, than degrees these days. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, these kids aren't there to go to school. Unfortunately, Which that's... Which is sad. But... I know it's sad, but it's the truth. Yeah. They did not go there. This kid had a... I, I'm not going to name drop kids, but I know kids that had like a D average and went to a decent college, right? That some kids that I know that tried for academics and didn't even make it. You know why they did? Because they had a 45-inch vertical, was benching 400 pounds, and wouldn't drop a pass. Those kids get those kind of de- – they get they get degrees in things that they aren't even going to use, and they're getting fluffed grades. That's because they're forcing them to do so. Unfortunate, 100%. Is it something that we can do about it? No, me and you were just sitting here talking on the radio. Well, here's uh, here's a hope that the XFL works out and uh, XFL AAF too. Well, it's over. It's done. I mean, it folded. I mean, that's kind of. I heard it didn't fold all the way, but I know the game. Oh, it's it's gone. 
It's gone. We'll see what happens. It's gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. It's gone. We thought about the same thing for XFL. But now it's back. Welcome back. <laughs> but it's 20 years. I don't know. I mean, a lot could happen in 20 years. Maybe in 20 years we'll see the AF I think the G League up. was a definitely good alternative. And in conclusion, I just think that people need to understand. I'm waiting I'm waiting for the football one to come up and stick. Be unbiased. I don't yeah. care if you're an athlete. Yeah. I don't care if you're a student. Oh, I got here on, a, on an academic scholarship. Well, the, the, I was a valedictorian <clears throat> in school. I had all these backgrounds. I did all these things. I'm an athlete. I work my butt off or my ass off to to be in pristine shape and be the greatest athlete I can. You guys have two different avenues. Stay in your lane and be unbiased. If you want to search something, look it up. Do they treat players different? Yes, 100%. Student athletes get treated different than regular students. Do I think that's fair? No, I don't. But do I think it's fair that these kids were brought into this university with the idea that he's going to play one or two years of a sport and then hope to God he makes it to the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB? That's unfair to them. Yeah. You get your, your pottery degree. What are you going to do with that? Become a master potterist. I think I he's a potter, yeah. A potterist? I don't know. Potteryist? I don't, I don't know if that's the right word or not. But uh, listen, we could talk about this for hours just because we, of course, have our own experiences with it too. And, and it's something that is a topic that could be debated about for honestly probably years just about just about everything that goes on with college and, and how should they be paid, should they not be, what's the right system to use if we are going to pay them. It just, it's, it's something that's uh, a topic that will, I'm sure. See pop up again a bunch of times, and uh, we could see some some sanctions coming down in some schools that uh, that are doing this. So, with that being said, we'll take a quick break. No, I appreciate you sticking with us. That was a long segment. We talked about that for a while. Yeah, I mean uh, that's when I have a lot of hard in. Oh yeah, I can tell. Things like those scandals, yeah. I think that they're ridiculous. You woke right up from that hour drive right there. Yeah, I think they're ridiculous. <laughs> I think these kids get played way too much. Yeah, but then uh, I, I I'd, uh, it's it's. Again, it's based on your opinion. Tell us what you think. Again, uh, follow us at AK Swish Pod on Twitter. You can give us kind of uh, your idea, your thoughts about this, and uh, we can definitely take what we hear and we can use it in our next podcast and uh, uh, that we record. And uh, we, we'll uh, you know just uh, talk to you about that and, and uh, see what you think. So with that being said, we've got some more topics to delve into when we come back. Talk about some kids that are going to college, some pretty big names. Uh, talk about one guy who uh, may be the greatest Laker of all time. I'm kidding. He's not. <laughs> He's got a lot of championships, believe it or not. But he got into the news for making some uh, some questionable moves as a head coach, or before he even got the job as a head coach for that franchise. And then also, I'm going to talk about the Madden 20 cover. There's a a new cover athlete. Is he going to get cursed? Was he the right pick? And of course, one thing that's bothering Andrew before we head out of this podcast again. Stay tuned. Back after this on the AK Swished podcast. I lost my phone for a second, but I found it. We, dude, we talked about that for like a good over half hour. And my phone was in my lap. So uh, I don't know where it went. But I found it. And we're back. 
on the AK Switch podcast. Uh, again, if you're listening, possibly on the Anchor app as well as Spotify podcasts, Pocket Casts. Are we on the Google? You said Google Podcast. He said Google Podcast. You said that. Did I? Yeah, that was one of your. Uh... See, I get an email every time we get a new, a new place to play it. And uh, yeah, we are actually on Google Podcasts. How about that? I just I pulled up the email now. You're welcome. Thank you. I almost forgot. Oh, that's a. Uh... That's another email for a podcast. We're gonna get royalties on that one too. <laughs> Look at. Um. So I mean, yeah. Really. Uh... We, it was as a topic. We, we just got back. If you, you missed the previous segment, which I'm surprised if you did, it was it was super we long. Went but in. yeah, a lot about uh, just college scandal going on right now with paying players, and uh, a couple of colleges are in the news for getting outed by a certain person who, you know, was caught paying players. And it, it's a big topic that I'm sure we'll delve into throughout our tenure as the AK Swish podcast. But with that being said, we're gonna move on kind of to a different type of college. Um, Situation: Two guys over the past week decided to uh, to pick their teams. Two very big players. Uh, one being uh, Cassius Stanley's the one going to Duke, correct? Yeah, Cassius Stanley is <clears throat> going to Duke. He is he. He was sixth in position. He was sixth in his region, fourth in the state, twenty ninth on the ESPN Top One Hundred. And he had offers from Kansas, Oregon, UCLA, and Duke that he was still talking to. And he committed, has not signed, but has committed to Duke. So we are waiting for that. He's a 6'5", 185-pound, most likely going to be a two-guard. Man can fly. I've been watching him since his freshman year, and he was doing all the crazy stuff. He fell off a little bit, but, I mean, I mean, 29th in the top 100, still pretty good. Uh, I think that he's going to be pretty good. I mean, they had a couple other signs, James Wiseman. They also had quite a bit. Duke has had a very, I very thought Wiseman was going to Memphis. I don't believe so, but I could check here. I might be wrong. Yeah, check that. I want to see. Because that'd be a big get if Duke gets Wiseman. I don't think it was Wiseman. Maybe it was Wiseman. I thought it was Vernon Carey. I thought that was the guy that was Vernon Carey Jr. That's correct. I lied. Yes, it was Memphis that James Wiseman went okay. to. Okay, yeah, because that's what, yeah. what Penny Hardaway is going to be coaching Memphis now, so he's got that name recognition, so that's kind of cool. But we we I have, I have a bond that Andrew mentioned a little bit last week uh, with North Carolina. Uh, we're both UNC fans um, through and through, and... Tario's picked up somebody who uh, is probably, I would say, at least as far as the rankings are concerned, the highest point guard prospect since Kyrie Irving. Yeah, let me let me rephrase this real quick for you. It was Vernon, it was Vernon Carey, and he's fourth right now nationally. Matthew Hurd is a kid that I like a lot. Yeah. He's eighth national. Wendell Moore, I like him a lot, 24th. Boogie Ellis, 33rd. And then, of course, they're saying Cassie Stanley's 30th, but he's for sure, as far as I know, he is 29th. Um, Still, I mean, anytime, Duke having it. Anytime a, Coach K doesn't get at least you know five players in the top thirty, forty, fifty, whatever, I get nervous because that's he he does it every year. And I mean, you saw this past season it didn't work out for him when they had possibly one of the best college basketball players we've ever seen. So I mean, it's just kind of you take it with a grain of salt at this point with them. They they get the players they get, but our team got someone really special. You got uh, a couple kids that are really special. Yeah, I mean, there's one that sticks out though. There, there's yeah. one that really does. He's he's uh, he's something else. Cole Anthony is. Uh, Heading to uh, heading to Tar Heel Nation, he's gonna uh, make you feel old, make us feel old. He was born in two thousand, so that's kind of yeah. that's great. Uh, <laughs> Young kid, second overall nationally, yep. first in position, region, and state. He is a six three guard, and he's going to play point guard for them. And he's making, a, he's making a journey, man. He's from Portland, 
So he's going literally across the country he to play. Plays for Oak Hill right now. Yeah, well, I mean, he, yeah, so obviously he's 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 chilling in Oak much. Hill in New York. He had, a, he had a couple offers that he was entertaining was from Georgetown, Miami, North, uh, not North Dakota, Notre Dame, Oregon, Wake Forest, and North Carolina. So we know where he signed. Mm-hmm. You also had guys like Armando Beckett from IMG Academy. So mm-hmm. big one for them. Florida. Um, Anthony Harris at 66th, and then Armando was 19th, and then they have a guy named Jeremiah Francis who's 168th, but he's another back. He's going to be a point guard. But guess where he's from? Pickerington. Ooh. Yep, Pickerington Central. That's so shout out, shout out to a local kid. Nice. He is going to go play for North Carolina. I think it's going to be a huge time. If we look at the top players for this year who have signed so far, we got we got quite a quite a few kids still waiting to get signed and things of that nature. James Wiseman is number one. Like he is the clear number one kid in that group. Um and he is going to be something big, man. I mean, he is going to be a big deal for Memphis. We were just talking about him going to – sorry, lost for words – going to Memphis with uh, Penny Hardaway. So that's going to be a big deal. And right now you have you have Duke right now leading <coughs> in signings. They have the class ranking as number one, but they are tied with Arizona, as we were just speaking about Arizona. And then it goes in order of Villanueva, or Villanueva, Villanova, Charlie Villanueva. Sorry, USC, Louisville, North Carolina, Kentucky, Memphis, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Gonzaga, Florida State, Oregon, and Texas. That's the top fifteen for right now. Alabama in the top twenty. Uh, no real big surprising names besides DePaul. DePaul's in the top twenty-five this year. Huh. So good for them and Xavier, of course. They're pretty much on there at all times. And as as great as Cole Anthony is going to be, remember we had that conversation with one of the referees in our league about that kid from uh, Akron Bucktel, who is a freshman. Now, in case you're wondering who this is, we're going to talk about him now because at some point he's going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft, at least according to the NBA, their their mock draft system. Chris Livingston. He's 6'6 as a freshman in high school. He's, that's, a, that's a big kid, man. 2023 NBA draft. Remember this podcast because that guy is right now, he's the number two overall prospect in that draft, according to the NBA's uh, their listing. I mean, just saying. I do wow. have one boy. I do have one boy on this list that uh, I'm happy he found at home, and we were just talking about Arizona. But just going through the list to give everybody a breakdown, you do have James Wiseman going to Memphis, Anthony Edwards from Holy Spirit Preparatory School in Atlanta. He is second in that list at shooting guard 6'5", 215. Everyone knows George, uh, James Wiseman at 7 foot 210. But he is going to Georgia, which is a decent signing, staying home, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got Vernon Carey going to Duke, Isaiah Stewart. He is going to Washington. And right now there is a guy named Jaden McDaniels who I'm a big fan of. Mm. He went to Federal Way, or he is 6'11". He's sixth national right now, and he is a 50 to 33% right now, they're saying, is between two schools, either Washington or San Diego State University, which is a school I like a lot. (laughs) Um, You have Khalil Whitney, who is going to Kentucky. Good for him, 6'6", 7th. Matthew Hurt, we just talked about. Tyrese Maxey going to to University of Kentucky. And then my guy, Nico Mannion, I like a lot. He's going to be a little bit different of a combo guard, so it's something the league's heading towards. Yeah, he's going to... Going to Arizona, staying home as well. And then you got Scotty Lewis, who fell off a little bit, but good for him. He's still in the top 15. He is going to Florida, New Jersey kid. And then you also got Josh Green from ING Academy going to Arizona. And then Precious, I can't say your last name. I don't want to butcher it. Ochoa, he's either going to. <laughs> so you said it anyway. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, right. He's either going to Memphis or UConn, it's looking like right now. But we'll leave off at the 15th. So we'll go through these last two. Uh, Brian Antone or Antoine, I don't know how to say his last name either. Rainier School again, so they got a 
decent decent little group going over yeah. there. Villanova, and then Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he's pretty good as well. IMG Academy, he's going to Villanova. Huh? So they got a couple of couple of big signings going on. A couple of kids that still haven't signed, which is a big deal to me. I feel like this is when you start making new decisions, fellas. But um, <laughs> good for them, man. I mean, this is a, a very, very, very talented group. I think these next, I think, honestly, from 2019 draft till, I'd say there's going to be one year that's going to be a little bit weaker. 2020 is a little weak. Um, but you got from 2019 till 2024 when this when LeBron James Jr. might be coming out. Hey, Don't want to hint. It, they said now, either 2023 or 2024. Now 23 is interesting too because there's another there's another name on this list that I have. There's only have 14 players listed because it's so far ahead. Yeah, they only they give you like it's, it goes down. It's funny because it yeah. goes from top 100 to 60, 50, yeah. 30, 10. So number 14 on this mock draft list for 2023 is Zary Wade or Zary Wade. So yeah, he's, he's Zaire Wade. Yeah, Zaire he's Wade, uh, yeah. There's some time to develop, but that kid's turning out to be something special as well. Yeah, I, I think I what, LeBron James Jr., I've been watching him. Did you hear who went and visited LeBron James Jr. this uh, week? Coach K went and saw LeBron James. He already, he already said if he's, if he's going to college, he's going to, he's going to Duke. That's where Which is terrible. North Carolina better get on top of your stuff, man. There, he's not going to go to North Carolina. Man, imagine that, though. He's, oh. not, he's not going to go to North Carolina. He's Come going, on. If, if, just... if LBJJR is going to <laughs> anywhere, he's going to Duke, and that's just how we have to live That's with. why Bronny's probably a better choice. LBJJR is not as nice as Bronny Jr. <laughs> Or Bron Bronny, or I don't know what you would call him. But so that's a little breakdown of some of the college basketball. We're yeah. excited to have Cole Anthony come to North Carolina. That's big for us. We're going to switch gears now to the pros. And uh, there's a certain coach who at one point was a Cavalier, who uh, at one point was winning championships with the Lakers and decided to be a coach of the Lakers. Now he's the current coach of the Sacramento Kings, and he is uh, dealing with some um, some issues, to say the least. Uh, Luke Walton has been in the news over the past uh about week, two weeks or so, uh, for some inappropriate uh, behavior, I think is the right word to, to throw in, uh, before his uh, his Los Angeles Lakers coaching tenure began with a certain, I believe it was a reporter um, from the uh, the L.A. media. Um, any any opinion on uh, on, mis- on Mr. Greatest Laker of all time? Three Again, this is going to be a short one for us just because, <laughs> like I said, I don't trust any scandal right off the rip. Sure. Ask Ben Roethlisberger that. I mean, people will tell you all the time, is he, if he did it, terrible. Hmm. But uh, I never I never disown or disnounce, because we always talk about that, that we that we always play the victim blaming and things like that. Again, not getting into politics. But the thing is, when it comes to celebrities, I don't believe it until the facts come out. You know what I mean? And then if it does, I mean, then we talk about it. I'm very unbiased. It's the one thing you're going to learn about me when it comes down to politics is if we ever talk about them, which I try to avoid as much as we can. Hmm. But on the other end, I don't really dive into it too much because it's it's a lot of he said, she said until we find out what happens. And it's unfortunate that it is that way, but it's it's been a track record now that it's either hit or miss with if it's the truth. So... Again, I'm very unbiased. I'll stand my ground and say, if he did it, that's terrible. Come on, Luke Walton, get your get your stuff together. You are a terrible per- person for doing so. If he didn't, I'm sorry that they blame that, and it's going to tarnish some of your name. So that's unfortunate because that that doesn't go away, right? Right. Yeah. So he like did, when I, we just mentioned the Ben Roethlisberger thing, like yeah. that didn't happen, <laughs> but his name's still attached. To that. Uh, so it might have happened, but we're not gonna. <laughs> again, I don't I don't place blame yeah. where it's not due. So from that perspective, again. But I, y'all listen to you say because like I won't. Yeah, I, I don't you, talk you know, about it too much. I, uh, I don't really. I'm kind of in your boat with this. I mean, it's anytime allegations pop up, you like to wait to see what else comes out. You want to 
you know, make sure you have your your ducks in a row and your facts out and straight before you decide to make an opinion about, especially about some about a person, because you know it's 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 their life. It's it's his entire, you know, ability to get a job after this comes out. I mean, are the Kings going to keep him if it turns out that it's true? They said I mean, they're aware of what's going on at the moment, which is their normal team that's, response. That's, I mean, that's, I feel like they're in the same boat that we are. We don't know how true that is, so they're just like true. we're going to have to wait it out until you're more be, If there goes to court, there'll be someone in the courtroom from the Kings organization taking notes. Is all I'm going to say. He's going to be looking to they're see gonna, what they're going to lose that that hard <clears throat> blue diamond almond company sponsorship they better watch out and i like uh, the diamond yeah, too i do like almonds so i'm not gonna lie that's a i like some Their of those almond patches. milk is amazing by the I way i do like almond milk no the, the blue almond makes milk yeah no i've had um, it before uh, yeah i like the sweet one like they have people, a chocolate milk people don't like the unsweetened stuff but i mean that's yeah. kind of like almond milk already is sweet but i'm not diving into something completely different but uh yeah i'm not saying anything until i don't i don't know man. Like, yeah, I, want, I, I just wanted to see because we never really talked about it so i wanted to see your reaction just to Tim, going through that. Man, I've learned something in my life. I'm that guy when you ask me for advice, and you'll know this, and be like, but it ain't me, man, so I don't know. If it was me, I but don't take you, my but, advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those, I stay blind. Like, I'm I'm from a different area than, than Parma, you know? So, like, where I grew up, you don't get involved in people's business because it ain't mm. your business, you know? Like, that's not me. So I stay out of things. Yeah. I've been taught to do that. You don't talk about other people unless you're going to say it to their face kind of thing. Um, I don't deal with that. <laughs> that ain't my business. <laughs> that ain't my business, man. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, our one friend, Carrie. She would say, ain't my, insert lady part here, ain't my business. That's how wow. she says things. That's that's so very... that's that's one of my favorite sayings she's ever said, ever. Like a, that's, a, that's a teeny bit scandalous. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Intelligent and notable things coming from Carrie – Happen once in a blue moon. So when she said that, that's that many, is a, that is a life motto. How, how many for blue, me. how many blue moons a year? Is there a count? Yeah, negative seven. I think negative seven. <laughs> so so she's way past her over. She, yeah, she's, she uh, she's already she's already <laughs> left me with an impactful staying oh, in my boy. life. So shout out to her for that because that's that's what makes me think about. Well, that. I'll tell you what, really quick before we go to break, um, I want to hit this before we get into with one thing that's bothering Andrew, uh, which I don't know if you have it. Um, yeah, you do have something that's great. Uh. Madden cover 2020, uh, reigning MVP Pat Mahomes is going to be on the cover. They're already cursed as it is, so it really can't get I much mean, worse for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Cream Hunt, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next thing you know, what's going to happen? It, we're going to see a sidearm throw to someone's face from Patrick Mahomes. Like that's the only thing that can happen worse. We were just talking about that last night. A couple of me and my buddies. Uh, shout out to Mike Badinsky. He listens to us, and then Mark was talking about it as well. Our best friend Mark Cover. But um, I don't like Madden covers. Those don't get broken, except for Tom Brady, because for some odd reason he's God is on his side at 112 percent of the time. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand, but good for him, man. He's either either the God or he sold his soul to the devil. Uh, one of the two. Good for you. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for Tom Brady to steal. Is that how that works? But, a little, little of this, a little of that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Right, but uh, I don't like the man cover, man. It's just it's a curse. It really is. I mean, even I think it's just covers in general, video game covers, because the Paul George thing they were talking about, like that was Probably a curse. LeBron was on the cover, though, when he had a be- one of his better I years. I think LeBron so. James, again, is one of those people, like Tom Brady, he just doesn't get touched by things. <sighs> well, I'm still, a, li- who listen. was on the last one? Who was on this this last 2K cover? Was it uh, Kyrie? And Antonio he, Brown. 
Well, uh, we left. 2009. Yeah, that was a that was a huge scandal. <laughs> what do you mean? They like right. tar- he wasn't hurt though. He listen, didn't... they started the season winning a lot. Like <laughs> they were gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, it's still and a good year. And then this stuff happened, and then Ben Roethlisberger's like roasting yeah. him, and he can't handle like cry babies without misses the playoffs. Are you oh, kidding boy. me? I don't even no, know. that was that's a that's a curse. That is a that is a Madden curse. So Pat Mahomes, maybe you shouldn't have taken that up on the uh, on the old Madden. Peyton company, Hillis buddy. didn't get injured after he was on the cover. He had a couple injuries. <laughs> Again, he probably bad. shouldn't have deserved it. But I mean, regardless, <laughs> I did like Peyton Hillis. If you're gonna Burner Browns jersey. But if you want to talk about a curse right there, look at his career. It's gone. Like he had a really great season. Gone. Do I think it's a fluke? No, I don't think there's such thing as a one hit wonder on seasons. I think if a player can do it once, he can do it multiple times. But on the other hand, you have like it doesn't have to be an injury. Like a lot of people always say, Oh, it's a mad injury uh curse. It's not an injury, it could be anything. Like things mm. go bad for these players. Well, hopefully it uh hopefully it works out for him. I mean, granted he did snatch victory from the jaws of defeat from uh Drew Brees with MVP, so thank you. Appreciate that, Pat. But uh you know, my boy can't get one, but uh, not a Madden esque season. If we're gonna name drop Madden, if Breeze would have thrown a touchdown the past two weeks, he probably would have won it. That's the problem. That's because he uh, went the last two weeks without doing anything good because the Saints were thirteen wins or whatever. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. I, 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 I salty much? I have. He's one of the last guys I have left. Right? Oh, I'm so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll get into one thing that's bothering Andrew. We'll wrap up this episode. Yeah, we got plenty to do uh, and uh, plenty to talk about with that, too. So stay with us here on the AK Swish podcast. Back after this. You're listening to the AK Switch podcast on the Anchor app and wherever you listen to podcasts. So we'll cut this part, so just edit this, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to tie in the top three at the same time so you can speak, and we will do... I was actually going to eat my... That's going to bother me. I was going to eat my uh, my lunch when we were, when we were talking. Oh, you can do that. Then. I'll, I, that's fine with me. You don't have to speak because I'm going to shout out Derek. So it's going to be funny. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was looking forward to it. Eat, go ahead. I, I can eat while I do it. That's, yeah. That's kind of fun. It's, it's my what's bothering me, right? Yeah, right. I, well, I, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to, you know, just, I'm going to choose All right, out. so we're back. All right, so <laughs> we're, we're going to cut that ramble that we just had. He might leave a little bit just to be funny. I'm going to leave uh, Kyle, all Kyle's going to eat his lunch real quick while I do. I got I a do. buffalo chicken wrap. This is great. That looks amazing. Is, right? Where's that from? Uh, it's from Gecko. Get-go? Yes. I do love John Eagles food. I, that's the one thing I miss, living out in the western side of Ohio. They don't have John Eagles? No, they have Kroger Meyer only, and it sucks. Oh, so no get Right, dude. So sorry. <laughs> no marketplace, no uh, nothing. No so fuel perks? Gonna, no fuel perks? We're going to jump into <laughs> what's bothering me, and here is the deal. What is bothering me is the way that the NBA is handling the point guard situation. Shout out to our friend, Derek Gathers. We had a debate that he wanted to talk about, and the debate was... He actually went out of his way and told us, hey, go ahead and comment on the question I just asked. I said, okay. So I went and looked at his page, and he said, who are the best point guards right now in the NBA? And while you're taking a bite of your sandwich and you chew that down, I'm going to have you name yours because I was interested. You were talking about it, but you didn't uh-huh. really say it. So I'm interested to hear who your top three were. <laughs> who your top three. No, go ahead. You, you say yours first. Go ahead. 
So hold on, I want to make sure that I, I say really it verbatim because he will call me out if I do not give him the right information. I did not put him in any direct order, but I said Russell Westbrook, James Harden because he did play point guard this year. Mm-hmm. So for those last people, two years. yeah, I'm when last year is kind of like a mix. So well, Dan Tony came out in the preseason and said, "Hey, he's going to run point. James yeah, point. right." And then Kyrie Irving, even though he's been kind of struggling a little bit with Boston. I wouldn't even call it struggling because he's still amazing. His best year was the best year of his career. And then honorable mention was Damian Lillard. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, I'd even put Kemba Walker up there. I have a large list I'd go through, and I can't just do a top three. I don't think there's some guys that are pretty much A and B. So it's don't eat seductively looking at me. That was weird. So our friend Derek <laughs> said, I think it's very clear that Steph is number one, but the fact that you don't have him in there is a little absurd. So my argument was you can call him number one all you want. 29th and assists says something about being a point guard. And I put that in quotations, and I was like, fifth in points is cute, but it doesn't make you a great point guard, which is correct. Scoring doesn't make you a great point guard. So understand, he said, you also realize meaning the point guard this day and age doesn't really tell the size of the player, right? Which is correct. So you can be any size. Ben Simmons, for instance, he's a power forward playing the point guard position. Uh, we could definitely call him a power forward because he can't shoot. So, shout out to him. (laughs) It doesn't hold the same meaning it used to, and that's why people are just calling them one and two guards, which I disagree. You are still a point guard. And then I said, it's sad to think that people believe your point shouldn't be the main pass, passer, or ball handler anymore. It's not a trend. Other other points still facilitate, and they do the scoring. The guys I listed do that well. uh, Curry is too short to play the two guard. He is probably more of a two guard to me than he is a point guard. So he plays the one. It's daunting to think that people. It's daunting to think that he should have been listed the best when his main strengths are shooting, i.e., a shooting guard. He's not even the best scorer, which is correct. James Harden was the best scorer this year at twenty. He averaged twenty-seven point three points per game and five point two assists per game. When you have Harden at thirty-six point one points per game and seven point five, so you're telling me this guy can almost score forty points a game? and dish out 7.5 assists as a shooting guard who moved over to point guard, which is not his natural position. And then you have Russ, who's averaged a triple-double three seasons in a year. Again, I'll put an asterisk next to that because Steven Adams came out and said that if it's a rebound that's coming off the rim and no one's near the ball, he has given the ball to Russ in the past. That is evident. Whatever. Triple-double, whatever. What's upsetting me is this. Understand that the league has not changed. How we score has changed. Positions have changed on what they do, but what hasn't changed is that you still need a point guard. I'm someone that has tried to chew to that. I'm a fat guy who tries to run point. You can ask any of my friends. But what fucking bothers me is that people continuously (laughs) talk about how point guards don't need to pass the ball. I'm still clearly, and you can ask anybody on my basketball team. You can ask Kyle sitting right next to me. I coach a team as well. I play. I'm chunky, so I don't do as much running as I used to. Here's the deal. You are a point guard. You are supposed to pass the ball. The rule is, is you're supposed to pass the ball three times before you even shoot. That's like a fifth grade rule. And I see guys dribbling around until they can get an open shot. Does James Harden do that? Yes, he does that. 100%. But the point that he could still get 7.5 assists per game to guys on his team that aren't scorers. Chris Paul is. Clint Clint Capella is not a scorer. Steph Curry has five assists when he has some all-stars on his team. Are you kidding me? Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Uh, don't talk about Draymond Green shooting right now. He doesn't want to talk about it either. And then DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins. Are you kidding me? And then Alonzo McKinney's doing fantastic. Cousins is out for the year now. Well, yeah. That's sad. Unfortunate situation. Yeah. That's one of my guys. I do love DeMarcus Cousins. I Shout out to him. Hopefully bad. he listens to this to one day. Send me out some tickets to wherever you're playing in I'll the call future. i the Warriors for you. Right. I don't want to go see the Warriors play, so hopefully you go somewhere else. Uh, oh, he will. 
Uh, yeah, I hope so. I'm thinking Nick still, but regardless, we're getting into what bothers me is that people don't understand that the league hasn't changed from a perspe- perspective of what a player should do on their base. It's a fundamental foundation, right? Those two words are, again, I shouldn't have said them together. I forgot what the saying is in English. It means the same thing, yada, yada. But as a player who is supposed to facilitate the floor. You were the first guy to get the ball. You should not be chucking up a shot. Does Curry do that? No. I think Curry is one of the best players. Let me make sure that I rephrase this 100%. He's probably, and I'll be honest, top three in the league right now of players. Oh, yeah. And why I say that is because I listen to Steve Kerr. Again, I'm a basketball enthusiast. I listen to the archives. I listen to coaches talk to players. I do the, the whole nine yards. Steve Kerr says he's the best. I think Steve Kerr is a fantastic coach. I just think he was given the keys. It's like the kid in high school that gets a Jaguar for his first car. And then hey, you're thank driving, you, Mark Jackson. You're driving you. a 1993 Buick LeSabre with 170,000 miles on it. Here's the deal. Still pisses me off, by the way. I think that Steve Kerr is a very smart coach because he calms down his players. Steph Curry gets upset, man. If he's not scoring, he gets upset. And you can clearly see it because, again, he's a scorer. He's not a point guard. He's probably a shooting guard in a point guard's body. But... He gets upset, and then Steve Kerr will come over and be like, hey, you know the plus-minus that you have on the floor when you're on there? They said if you take away all the players that are on the floor, X and A, DeMarcus Cousins, because this was last year's, you take away Durant, Green, and you take away Klay Thompson, their plus-minus with those three together versus Steph Curry are still lower. Steph Curry affects the game so much. Underrated defender. Not physical, but underrated defender. I think he's a very good defender. I'm going to give him a B-plus. By the league and steals twice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, again, I give him like a B plus because mm-hmm. there's sometimes that he gets dropped off. Uh, Brandon Jennings, shout out to you, um, wherever you're at these days. Yeah, but it's gonna happen again. This is the Chris Paul. I mean, twice to him. What upsets me again is to understand that this league hasn't changed. You're just too, you're too numb to understand. Mm-hmm. You're too numb to understand that you like to see scoring. We love to see scoring. The league is falling in a scoring trend. If you look it up, that's the truth. People always say that we score more than what they scored back in the day, but if you look it up from the 80s till now, they scored more in the 80s than they did now. Look at the Denver Nuggets in that run. Hmm. I mean, with Alex English and everybody, there was a time when they were like scoring like 123 points a game. It upsets me, man. Just get over the fact that you guys think that a point guard shouldn't be facilitating the ball. Um, Again, I I will take in, it's again, top three players is a a, uh, opinion-based biased decision, right? So for me, I do it because... I like the showmanship of a fundamental basketball game. I think the greatest point guard of all time, and it should be no debate, honestly, is John Stockton. He's the least showmanship kind of guy. He passed the ball. I remember one story hearing he got off the bus during the Olympics, and they were talking about how they can't go anywhere without getting mobbed by people. John Stockton deliberately got off the bus and walked into a crowd of people, and no one mobbed him. That is one of the funniest things. Again, do I think that Steph Curry is a showman? Yes, he is, 100%. The guy does things just to do them, right? So... I don't understand where we think that point guards do not need to facilitate the ball or pass. That is ridiculous. That is redundant. And you need to get off your high horse. Think that this league has changed in a direction where you do not need to pass the ball. You do. That's why the Warriors have four All-Stars on their team. Because they need to pass the ball. And it's not getting done from your point guard. That's upsetting. (laughs) Man, I'm heated. Oh, yeah, I can tell. I'm going to punch some walls and stuff, man. (laughs) Oh, don't do that here, please. Not here. I'll punch uh, my car or something. Yeah, that's, that's personal property. You can do that. Uh, so, do, do you want to hear my my three now? Yeah, I'm interested. You probably have Steph on there, which I'm not doubting. I mean, he... So, our definition of a point guard is is, is very similar. Um, with my added bonus of, you mentioned someone who has the ball in his hands and makes plays. 
which Steph does do on a lot of occasions. You tell me LeBron James is on your list no, I'm walking no, out. No, no, LeBron's not a point guard. LeBron wants to be a point forward. But yes, he is. He's a point which forward. He should, which he should be because he's the best. With the team he has. Yeah, with the team he does have. He's the best person with the ball. But So I, after contemplating this, uh, I do not have uh, Russell Westbrook in there mm. because stats are wonderful. He is not someone I consider to be not necessarily have leadership qualities, but when I think of the point guards, like the Stocktons, like those guys, like even Chris Pauls, he's kind of passed a little bit now because he's taking a lesser role with the Heat, with the Houston Rockets. But those kind of guys, I think of leadership. Yeah. If he's not there, something's going to happen. Something, something's not, it's not going to be good. Someone like a Curry. I think without Russell, something wouldn't happen. I think they'd be fine. Well, Paul George, of course, is. I think I think playoffs. Paul George is the best player on that team, and I think that Russell needs to realize that, and I think that you need to realize that too, because when George was listen again, I'm in the middle, to be in the middle of the opinion, season. So. In the middle of the season, when the Oklahoma City Thunder were winning games, who was scoring thirty seven and seven? Who was making yeah, plays? Who's on defense? dishing out twelve to fifteen assists? I Which mean, is fine. He needs to fall to back everybody. a little bit, and when he when he plays that kind of role, where he's only scoring eighteen to twenty points a game and, and focusing more on getting his teammates involved and not just to try and get assists, but actually playing the game. Russell is one of those stars, but when he forces the issue, he takes ten more shots than Paul George does in a, in a final game. He of does. Playoffs. As a competitor, he does force. He does force shots. He's got to bring it down. If he fixes his jumper, man, from, well, if, he was, from if, three, he had, if he had a jumper, if he, if I mean, he increases be, his three point percentage by at least five percent, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Him not being the number one point but guard. But it's 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 how it is. It's how it is. So I have Curry. Now this is no particular order. Because of what Curry does, you mentioned he's a shooter, but the ball handling we can't we can't let go of that. I mean, leadership and plus minus, I agree. And also with the fact too, with the assists you bring up, where a lot of their offense they run is tailored made to him not having the ball, but he can show Off that. He, but he he can pass the ball. He, he just because he's in a system now where Durant's a he has some nice passes. Durant's Durant's an ISO shooter. We know that he's that ISO player. That's it's the one like, thing as a as a showman, you know of myself. I like to make fa- flashy passes. He's got that ability, and get, he can get a little he can get a little little sloppy at times, but. Uh, the other point guard I have is James Harden. Without a doubt. Uh, Number one right now. He Chris Paul is on the team, but James Harden is the point guard. As, fa- as the facilitator, yes. you have one of the greatest facilitators on your team, and you're still facilitating yeah. at that level. Is Chris Paul still one of the greatest oh, yeah. of, of all time? Yes. And then on top of that, still in the league putting out top 20 numbers and yeah. assists. Yes, he's doing that. Which was, top 10. Chris Paul is still in that category as one of the better point guards in the league. We get that. But I am here today. To tell you that I, I'm ready to move Damian Lillard inside the top three. For me. Portland was supposed to be a team that flamed out. They were supposed to have people traded. They were supposed to have it just blow up in their face. They weren't supposed to be the three seed in the Western Conference. They weren't supposed to win 50 games this year. Him and CJ McCollum figured something out that Somebody Chris Paul's that, third in assist, by the which way. Which is crazy. Uh, just to put that in perspective, not to cut you off, that means as a group, those two together are averaging 16 assists which is which, which is nuts. That's which, nuts. But, but still, like some teams can't even get 16 assists a game. But like, I think Lillard, Portland would not be what they are. You know who's a dark horse for this list? 
Kemba might be one of those too. But. Well, Kemba deserves it. I mean, without a doubt, I uh, think yeah, he's extremely. He year I think he might be one of the most underrated players of all time. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday is running point for New Orleans right now. Yeah, See, we, we, we fall in love with assists. We fall in love with stats. I want guys that are going to go out there and they're going to win you ball games consistently. So you didn't ask me again. It, what he asked was point. Guards. It's leader. What do you think of a point guard? Though you mentioned it, the one guy you think of, the greatest of all time, John Stockton. They won freaking games because of that dude. Defensively, offensively, passing, shooting, whatever. He had it all on lock. to the mic. You're I'm fine. You can take a beating. Unlike the person Luke Walton. You know, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We edit that out. Maybe? Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we fixed it. There we go. Save ourselves. All right, but seriously, like, if Damian Damian Lillard's done this now multiple times on some of the biggest stages, and it's not just the the stats, it's not the fifty point game, whatever. It's the fact that the guy is so under. Did I send you those two K memes of him? I, I'm sure you did. Oh my goodness! But like, the, come on, like, the stats are there. So if your arguments that oh he doesn't have the right stats for it, it doesn't make any sense. But you he said has winning stats. again. It goes down to winning. Like they, they, they just win They're the series. Winning. Yes. yes, they just beat. But the oh, problem Russell is, Westbrook is like in four or five games. You have to start winning further. You know what I mean? Well, and that's why Russell chance. Westbrook to me, if we're going to knock him off the list, the only reason he's deserving is because they haven't won a road playoff game since Durant's left, and that's fact checked. That's 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 a case, man. That's just that's it. It's it's a problem with Russell is that that when it gets to that, that's my biggest issue. He's not. He hasn't proven that he can really take a team and lead them deep into the playoffs. I think he has the capability. I just now think... look at Portland, man. It's Portland and Denver. Or no, it's Port- yeah, it's, it's Portland and Denver. Portland and Denver, yeah. That's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, Nikola Jokic scares me. Again, in the future, I think that's an MVP risk candidate. I don't want to talk about it right now. But but seriously, if Lillard goes through this series and they, they take care of, of Denver, I mean, there's got to be – he's got to get into people's – he's already got to be in people's top five. I think Kemba, so I said, again, it, it, it's upsetting that it took this long to get there. I agree that Curry deserves to be in the top player speak, but again, I can't put him in the point guard because I don't care about. Again, you might be labeled as a point guard. Same thing with James Harden. Look at Kyrie, then. Kyrie's in the same damn boat. Kyrie's leading his team in assists, though. Who else is going to pass? You got Draymond Green who can't shoot. He's going he's gonna to run the offense for the quarter. Okay, top. listen. If I had to, we had to go through the list right now, top 25 players in the NBA, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, and Steph Curry are all on that list, and you can't pass the ball? Look at the All-Star games, man. man. Look at the people, people, their stats go down to facilitate others' needs. Curry's not going to have the ball in his hands all the time because Durant's going to take shots. I Durant's going to have the ball in his hands. Durant's going to average five I wouldn't game. even entertain the idea, and that's where I'll get at with this. You have a lot of guys that are going to want the ball in their hand. Yeah. I wouldn't even entertain the idea of listening to people say that Steph Curry deserves to be in the top three, or people saying that he's number one overall I wouldn't even entertain the idea if he had less than five assists if he had less than five assists I'd be walking out here not even talking anymore well this is the base minimum for Curry mind you he missed some time too and the thing about Curry is you mentioned he is a scorer and he does have that ability but where I think he and Kyrie differ is that Steph does have that natural ability to pass Kyrie's had to really work on that ability to get that passing in well I, I he, agree I think that Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie was a three combo guard, yeah. that's the difference Kyrie's think, a scoring guard I think that 100 percent and this is just my opinion again I think that Steph Curry is a shooting guard. Kyrie Irving's a combo guard. He can do both if he needs to. Steph Curry hasn't done that in quite some time right now. He's kind of like molded himself what he needs to be for the Golden State Warriors. If you got a more again, if we're getting into more basketball analytics, I mean, again, it goes by plus or minus what he does with the leadership on the floor. Steph Curry does that very well, and the other thing that he does is he's very good off ball, and sometimes he can't facilitate the play when he needs to. Again. It's when he needs to is the problem. His pick and roll, though. I mean, like, you talk about it's point phenomenal. guards running that But through, here's the I deal. Mean. Like, when you throw, it's like 2K. We talk about this. Right now, I'm going to shout out Mark, and I'm going to shout out 
uh, Mike Badinsky. I'm going to tell you Again, guys right two. now two one that podcast. when you're getting double screened <laughs> in a in a, in a sharpshooter, start shooting the ball on you in a rec game, even in 2K, you know to step up. Hmm. They do that in the NBA. That's where he's getting his assist from. Is getting bailouts. 100, he's getting bailouts. You have five. You have your starting five have all been all stars. Correct. Yeah, but my point with that is too, you can't help who your two teammates are. I'm not doubt. So I'm not, if it's Curry and four scrubs out there, he's going to have to probably be more. I just he's a top three player, right? And well, that's no, even I'm with just the team saying, that he I'm has. just saying, as far as like you know, I'm not going to denounce his them. numbers are going to go down. The guy was a 30 point per game scorer before Durant got there. 27 still a lot. That's where I gave him. Well, his he went down three, point. four points, and then his assist went down a little from that year too. I think when he won the MVP, he was averaging almost six, seven assists. So I mean, it's kind of just you know. You know what? I'll say it. Good players get their numbers regardless who's on their team. I'm gonna throw it up right now. That's numbers, fact. Numbers are numbers, man. I mean, it, it's numbers matter to me when you're talking position base. Yeah. You're not talking all-time players because that's when we get into the argument. Like we said in the last podcast, I said, "What are we? What are we debating? Stats? Or are we debating leadership?" Well, you mentioned Chris Paul is is averaging the third most assists in the league, but I don't think he's a top three point guard right now. No, but he's top three all time, and he hasn't even won a championship. Well, I'm just saying, it, it, and that's a problem with me. Is again, when you're talking point guard, we're talking direct point guard, right? Quarterback. Again, when we talk about quarterback or et cetera, going down the road, we're talking just point guard. You're talking about the statistics that make you a point guard. Hmm. I'm not talking all time leaders. I'm not talking all time great players because you're talking about all time great players that includes most valuableness, right? Okay. Well, I mean, if Curry was averaging like two assists a game, I'd be like, well, then what the hell? Are that's we doing what I said. Here? Anything but, under five, I wouldn't he's, even he's entertain the idea. To where it's like, okay, he's he's taking his role again. And, what's mean, bothering me isn't the fact that Steph Curry is on people's list. He deserves to be on people's list if they want to put him there. Again, it's an opinion based thing. What's upsetting me is I hate hearing people say that it's a one and a two guard. That's incorrect. Unless your name is Patrick Beverly, you should be the facilitator on your team. I mean, honestly, dude, at this point, positions are kind of blending into each other. They're I not. Mean, that's the that's... problem. They're not. Nothing's changing. You're not going to put J.J. Barea at the four. You're not going to do it. I'll tell you he's what, had man. a long career. You I'll know tell you what. what. In some lineups, if you have two guys that are shorter, three guys that are shorter, But he's not going to play will. more than the two. He's not going to play more than the two. He is 5'10". And that's well, 5'10 being certain liberal. Guys. I mean, geez, but man, no, that but goes on. down the line. You're not going to do that. Height still determines what position you play look in at, certain aspects. Look at David again, Lola. the Let's three listen. through. Okay, that's why it's called a backcourt and a frontcourt, right? They separate that because the height can be be muddled between the two, right? So one and a two guard. I get where people are coming from in that perspective. Well, let's look at this. All right, so this past season for the Cavaliers, they had some injuries and they had the day to work some things out. And uh, and in some lineups, they played David Nwaba, who was six four and a shooting guard. They played him at the four or the five. Is a defensive person. He's he's. They say he's six six, but I would agree six four. He's probably. six four. He's let's 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 cut the shit. Already six four. Okay, here's the deal for me in that perspective. Again, that's not what's really bothering me as much as that. Again, it's molding. It's it's muddling, not molding. You're We're not going to call him a four. We're just saying he's playing the four. You're like, muddling that position. That's just it. Uh, Curry could be a Curry could be a point Harrison guard. Barnes. Harrison playing Barnes two. is playing Rudy Gay. They're both playing the four right now this season. Well, they're digging taller guys. They're that, six eight. Though. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're six eight. That's not tall enough well, for length, me. They have the length. But, yeah. Again, that goes, but again, the point that you have to take in different, that, that's what makes the difference. And I'll go to a different sport to point this out, but we'll say this first. The point that you have to make sure that you give distinction on why they would play that position, David Nwamba has very long arms. He's got a very long wingspan. Hmm. He is a very good defender, and he keeps a very good base. And he's quick, so that's why he could probably play the four and handle it in certain situations when you have a team like the Misfits, a.k.a. the Cavaliers right now. Now, like with, so, with Durant. In 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 the Golden State, seven he, footer Durant, he, he can handle the ball. So in those, in those situations ass. when they when they roll with him, kind of having the ball, that's when Curry kind of okay. shifts into a team. When you look like when you look like Slenderman and you're Kevin Durant and you're that tall, 
It's like Greg Oden who didn't have to jump to dunk the ball. When you're that tall, you can play those positions. That's the difference maker. When you're that fast, you can play well, those I'm positions. I'm just saying that means Curry could shift over to a different position. But again, we have to take into perspective, again, who and what they're capable of doing, right? I think Curry's capable of averaging 10 assists a game. Yes. I think he is. With the team he has. I say even if, if you go back give him, to Give before, him right now. Give him the Chicago Bulls. Not happening. Would he average seven? Yes. And then, again, he would be in debate for me for the top three point guards. And, yes, he would be a point guard. For me, again, what he's playing right now, and, again, this is what people aren't understanding. This is why James Harden made my list. People are saying, well, why don't you put Curry on there? Just because he's labeled as a point guard doesn't mean he played point guard this season. There is no set position right now at Golden State at all. None. Yeah, all four of them can really that's not, move around. That's not true. DeMarcus Cousins may be playing the, well, the four but, or the five. But he but can bring the ball it. up, too, so can Draymond. I mean, they all have the ability that's to do the it. That's the difference maker for me. Yeah. Steph Curry is not a top three-point guard because he doesn't have a set position. Who did have a set position, and we'll get past this here in a second. Yeah, I was saying, we cannot. Who has a set position <laughs> we will be at 140, 145 for Man, the podcast. that's a long one. Uh, people listen to it. I guess. I mean, just I felt bad. Hour and a half is where I wanted to keep it at, and I think that's what we agreed to. Yeah. I was hoping for around an hour, but I guess the the whole the sports the college sports thing kind of went a little long. We need to understand that why I put those players where they are is because they play that position. CJ McCollum can bring the ball up, right? So Damian Lillard made my list. Um, he can bring the ball up. That's cute and everything, but he's not doing the same facilitation that Damian Lillard is. Said the same thing about Kyrie. Who is facilitating the ball for the Boston Celtics besides Kyrie Irving? They, they better figure it out because Al they're, Horford. Not, they're, they're going through some issues right now. Al Horford. And they're not. They just swept They just swept Indiana. Uh, a good broom, too. It wasn't even just a little broom. It was yeah, just like, get out of here. I remember when I swept a team that hey, limped in the playoffs without their star I'm player. You, I'm telling you right now, they had really good players, though. Indiana has a very good They have good a lot team. of good role players that are missing one star to put them all together. I, they, I'd say they have a couple of perennial all-stars that are coming up. I think Demonis Simonis is going to be very good here. Start soon, first this before you tell me he's going to be He is starting. He came he, off the bench. No, he's starting at the four. And then you the also, bench. Miles Turner. He look, You could look it up. He is starting. Um, the whole season he came off. Sabonis came off the bench. I do like the pickup of Tyreek Evans, but we'll get past that again. He's whatever. You look at Russell Westbrook. Who's facilitating more than Russell Westbrook? No one, because no one's averaging 10.7. no one's going to try and get game. the ball away from Russell unless he gives it to you in the first place. He does. He gives it to Paul George. That's why Paul George scored 40 points. <laughs> Paul again, George And then the other player that I named is James Harden. Is there somebody else facilitating on the team? Chris, but that's Yes, him. but that's unfair. Yeah, I mean, when you have if a top you're playing three, point guard and you're leading the time. team or you're leading the league in points, and then you're also in the top ten, top fifteen in assist, then yeah, you're allowed to be called a uh, top point guard. Steph Curry's top five in points, but then he's 29th in assists, and that's where the LeBron people will come in and say, "Well, LeBron's led the, the top ten in points and assists for like the past twelve years." Jerk. LeBron doesn't give up the ball. Like I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. LeBron James is like, "This is my team. I'm going to do what I want." The dude. <laughs> I like watching the compilations of LeBron James like just folding. Those are my favorites. Um, just because like people, I'll send them to people. When I'm not they, gonna like, wish a will on him. Like I don't want to like watch his like. Not worst folding moments. isn't getting hurt, but I'm like saying like like him like not when he tries to clutch. be a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, when he's dribbling, yeah. dribbles off his foot, or when he tries to pass the ball and throws it out of bounds. Like again, you know who your point guards are in the league. Do I think LeBron James could be putting that that to that mix? Yeah, but he's like gonna be like top ten for me maybe. Um, but that's because he's inconsistent. And I remember when he was trying to run point for Cleveland and he was leading the league in uh, turnovers. Well, he's been forcing a lot lately. I don't know He has to. I mean, that's it. He didn't have some teams. I mean, he's had players. Again, I hate the point. But we'll get past that because we're already where we, we need to be. We, we can, we I'll can. tell you what's bothering me is that we need to understand that the point guard position has not changed at all. You still need to be a facilitator. That is, when you go down the rules, like if you go down to the commandments of what it is to be 
a point guard. A leader and a facilitator are number one. That's why I said it's a biased opinion by me. I don't think Curry deserves it. Uh, but again, you have to be a facilitator. He is not facilitating at all times. Anybody on that team can bring the ball up. The other rule is you got to pass the rock, dog. So like, that's it. Unfortunately, Curry just falls victim to his teammates at that point because of the guys he has. It's have. unfair. Yeah, that's I mean, what I said. Yeah, I'm not got, saying that Curry's bad. He's got bad. four guys that can take the ball out Again, every time around him. Again, if we take anything I mean, away yeah, from this, kinda... I said the top, top three player right now, Curry's on that list. Mm-hmm. But he's not a top point guard. That's the difference. Is he a top point oh. guard if he's playing in Chicago and scoring 30 I just said that, eight? yes. He would be averaging 31 a game, and then it would be James Harden. That's what it would be. That's it. Sorry, so James. do not tell me that the Feel point guard position situation. has changed <laughs> because you want to tell me that the best point guard in the league is a celebrity with a celebrity wife. It's not the case. Oh, I don't the care league about that. Is not, I love her. I think she's a great cook. I think I I might buy a cookbook for Sam from her. She We, we collect cookbooks. I know that's weird. Oh, which, by the way, happy birthday, Sam. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to my girlfriend, on, Sam. It's on Sunday, which is her birthday. We're going to go to Mongolian Barbecue. Yeah, she's she was kind of upset that I was uh, recording on her birthday because oh, she's spoiled. Get over it. Yeah, she's spoiled a little Just, bit. Come on. Um, Listen. We're working here, all right? She's going to have Mongolian barbecue with her cousin <laughs> tonight. We're going to go out with her and her friends. Um, and then we're going to, I mean, I'm probably going to take her to Seafood Boil or something like that because she watches those YouTube people that eat seafood, which is weird to me. She loves it, though. She likes watching them. She watches they, people on YouTube eat seafood. They they talk chat, you know what I mean? So, like, they it's like, it's like you know, those, we were just talking about with uh, Twi- uh, Twitch. Yeah. They have, like, the small talk yeah. uh, channels. It's like that, but they eat seafood. Jeez. It's cool. She enjoys right, it. Well, have, uh, ASMR. Yeah, have fun with that, guys. Yeah, um, um, yeah. It's it's this is a good podcast. We got a little bit more animated here. We I have think. a little bit longer. If you, again, if you end a shorter podcast, I apologize. And uh, we're I wanted start, to shoot between an hour to an hour and a half is where we kind of wanted to tap. Our inaugural that. ones, I wanted to be a little bit longer as it was when me and you spoke because we well, had we'll a lot do, of talk we'll do about ones with like lesser topics too. There was a lot we were going to break them week. up into like today. We might do another one or not. Um, we wanted to break it up into we wanted to break them up into shorter ones and longer ones. Like this is the top talk of this week, right? Yeah. There's a lot more things that went on that we're not talking about. Um, that you can even mention to us, be like, hey, I want to hear a little bit Seriously. more about this. Reach if you know us personally, reach out to us. You if have you don't, me I mean, on yeah. at, at Drew underscore UNC fan Drew and my Twitter. You have us at AK Swish Pod on Twitter as well. You have us on Facebook if you want to join us on Facebook yeah. and listen to me complain to you in the comment section. I do that quite well. <laughs> Um, we're we're on everything. Get we will me make on a Twitch face. as I'm well. Making, UNC I'm, fan I'm, Drew. I'm gonna make a Facebook page too for us at some point here as well. Yeah, and I am gonna people. do the Twitch thing. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna I'm gonna get a face cam and then they can watch us if they want to. Oh boy, um, live on Twitch. Watch. Yeah, yeah, Twitch. Because like I said, I do the esports. That was another thing. We'll we'll next week we'll start talking about yeah, the esports. Yeah, that's what my plan was people. next week to do. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, esports at least a segment. Kinda, on it. At least esports is kind of taking over the world right now. Right, right. So hey man, it's gonna be fun. So listen, thanks again for listening. Uh, listen again. Thanks again for listening. That was kind of funny. No? That was funny. I'm sorry. No, he's, he's in the middle. Sam sent me a picture of her, of her sandal broken. Her chancla broke. But yeah. That's a good way to, that's a good place to end it. Okay? Yeah. That's Chancla's broke. We're out. See you later. Thanks for listening to AK Switch Podcast. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised.